0: Okay, a little bit of business. First of all, today is the Feast of St. Robert Bellarmine. Okay, he's a doctor of the church, so that means he's one of 33 people born between the years 600 and now. The church has said it had something very, very important to teach us. I'm not a real expert on Robert Bellarmine. But the one thing I do know is he was involved around the time of the Council of Trent when there were a lot of questions about what it meant to be church the Western church had been one, and now all of a sudden it was divided. And he really had to, he talked a lot about how the church had to be visible. It wasn't just what was in our hearts, but that our unity had to be something we could see as well. And that plays a little bit into what we'll be preaching about today, because we're still working our way through that first letter of Paul to the Corinthians. We've been at this for two and a half weeks, and this week is the big payoff. Because we have three, the next three days, we have three of the most incredible chapters of the New Testament as our first readings chapters 11, 12, and 13 of the first letter of the Corinthians. You know these passages, but keep in mind what we've been talking about with the Corinthians that this is a very corrupt city with a group of Christians who were very fractionalized, that they didn't really get along, there were divisions about behavior and wealth and all these different things. And it was in writing to them that St. Paul came up with some of the most core ideas of what it means to be a Christian. When we celebrate the institution of the Eucharist every Holy Thursday, we hear verses 23 through 26 of this chapter from 1 Corinthians. We heard a little bit more of it tonight. And we have to remember, because we hear it in that isolated way usually, we need to remember why Paul is writing it. To chastise the practice of the rich Corinthians for having a sumptuous meal before allowing the poor members to join them for the Eucharist. Now, Verses 27 through 29, which followed directly after that, were not included in today's reading. But I think they're worth hearing, especially in this time when we talk so much about worthiness. And we have that passage from Luke about worthiness tonight and debates about who is worthy to receive the Eucharist. This is what Paul said to the Corinthians. Therefore, whoever eats the bread and drinks the cup of the Lord unworthily will have to answer for the body and blood of the Lord. A person should examine himself, and so eat the bread and drink the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body eats and drinks judgment on himself. Now, so often when we talk about worthiness to receive the Eucharist, We don't talk about what Paul was saying was the reason people might not be worthy to receive the body of Christ. It was because these rich Corinthians did not see that the poor Corinthians were part of the body of Christ. He said, you are not reverencing the body of Christ because you're not reverencing the people in your group. And if you're not doing that, What do you think you are accomplishing by receiving Eucharist? You have already profaned the body of Christ and how you have treated others. And it's just fascinating that we have this prayer right before we receive the Eucharist at every Mass, which with this new translation really hits you on the head. It comes from our passage here tonight, also a similar passage in Matthew, about none of us are worthy. Lord, I am not worthy to receive you. But Lord, you can make me worthy by your word. And so when we get so caught up in condemning who. Is worthy to receive the name Christian, we have to remember that that very conversation, in many ways, is making us less worthy. None of us are worthy, but God can make us worthy.